1: Okay, so you guys, I learned something this morning. I learned that I have massive <laughs> Kathleen Turner goals. Okay. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainer, hey and... Hey, guys. Uh, okay, so here's Here's how it all began. I read the Vulture article, The Conversation with Kathleen Turner, yep. and this is what piqued my interest okay. first. So she's talking with the interviewer about the impulse that actors and actresses sometimes have to play similar characters over and over again. And then um, it gives the viewers the impression that they are, that that is a part of who they are, yep. right? Or that that character is reflective of them as a person. And then she says this, okay? So we're, this is exciting, because we get to uh, convene a little thing we like to convene on the Colleen and Bradley show called The Cobra Gang. Oh.
0: Whenever there's trouble, when there on the double, we're The Cobra. Cobra
2: Gang. If you've got
1: the crime, we've got the time, we're The Cobra, Cobra Gang. Kathleen Turner drops a little uh, mystery in here, maybe a, a little blind item, if you will. And we love to get our hands dirty with these. We love to try to figure out what a person is actually saying. Yeah, Mr. Okay. It's a mystery. We want to solve it. So here's what she says in response to, you know, sort of this notion that people will play the same types of characters and then viewers or, or fans will start to think that that character is a reflection of them as an actor. Yeah. She says... uh, There's an intense pressure to repeat successful characters. I'll give you an example. But you mustn't include her name. This very famous Hollywood actress has played the same role for 20 years. She even looks pretty much the same. She's probably one of the richest women out there. But I would shoot myself if I were like that. I do not condone her use of that term, by the way. Uh, only giving people what they expect. So essentially what she's saying is uh, this this actress who's been acting for the past 20 years in similar roles that are roles based on what she thinks the audience wants from her. Sure. And she's not really growing much, and, uh, but she's doing so,
2: it. So basically, she's saying, I could not do the same role for 20 years and still, you know, um, be happy with myself. Yeah,
1: she's, she wants variety. Yeah. She wants to try different no, things. But, th- but she uses this person and she asks them to redact the name uh, to be her example.
2: Okay, so of what she doesn't want to be. We were talking about this a little earlier, and I didn't have the a name didn't come to mind, but I know that you, had a name
1: well at first when i thought about it and now when i read it again i think this doesn't probably fit but i think about like a diane keaton because she's been dressing like annie hall but that's been more like the last 40 years um and she's probably not the richest woman out there so maybe she's not a great example
2: um holly had an idea and i i don't know i kind of think that might be a better uh idea than diane keaton but holly what was your thought
3: my thought was that it was Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is certainly, you know, she does sort of play to type. Yeah. Although th- she's not somebody that I would say has played the same role for 20 years. Has she really?
1: Well, no, I mean, not in the sense that like she hasn't been playing the same character. But the roles that she takes are all very similar. They're all kind of the pretty one. She doesn't play like she's never done a Charlize Theron like monster role. Or something That's like true. that. That's true.
3: She's always been the girl next door and she, and she is one the of the same. richest women in there. She's and still
2: got, you know, the Rachel. And
3: yes. even when she did try to go for that Oscar, remember the movie Cake that came out a couple oh, of yeah. years ago? Oh, vaguely, ago? yeah. Yeah, that failed. Uh, yeah, she didn't do any big transformation Mm-mm. for that film. No. That's interesting. Are there and Holly,
1: you alluded to the fact that there were some guesses going around the internet as to who she was talking about.
3: Yeah, some other people were saying Julia Roberts, mm.
1: perhaps. Sure. Yeah.
3: I get that. And I think she's,
1: I mean, I do think she's right now. This actually, okay. So this actually exemplifies why I have Kathleen Turner goals. Okay. Because she, okay. First of all, I think she shows a little grace in there because she doesn't say who it is, Yeah, but she definitely has an opinion. But what you realize as you're reading the words of this article, uh, this vulture article uh, in conversation with Kathleen Turner is Kathleen Turner does she just says what she feels and yeah, what she thinks she, and she doesn't care what you think.
2: She has been one of my favorite actresses in Hollywood for years. Um, I, I mean, serial mom, you know, V.I. Warshowski that we go way back. Mm-hmm. Um, her voice. Hi. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I, I've all, I think one of the things that I've always loved about her is that she does have this um, just sort of like, tell it like it is shoot from the hip approach in a in a space where women aren't generally allowed to talk that way.
1: Right. And she okay so she tells okay one of the many stories she tells a couple different stories in this conversation that I you hear it and you go that's the person I want to be in life. Like yep. a person who especially as a woman like I want to be the person who's so sure about whatever my vision is that I can convince people to do it without being a total you know jerk about it and i think that she I, listen she might people might think she's a jerk but she gets things done uh and she tells this story about when she was working with uh martin scorsese on a on a film and she had a dream where of one of the scenes in this film where the camera she was coming down the steps and the camera was placed in her dream in one specific area. Yeah. He showed up to set the next day and the camera was on the other side. And she said to uh she said to Martin Scorsese, that's not where the that's not where the camera goes. And he's like, yeah it is it's my set that's where the camera goes. And she was not in my dream. It's not it's over here. So they had a little, you know, conversation about it and he goes, "I'll tell you what, you give me as many takes as I want." with the camera over here. And then we'll try to with the camera over there. And the interviewer says, and they use your take. And she goes, damn right. They did. That is how she sees life. Like she just is like, I have vision. I have ideas and I'm not afraid to sit down and, and, or to take, to let people know what those visions and ideas are. And she doesn't pull any punches. She talks about some of the ways that method actors act. And she says, no, I just act. I just get up there and I act. You don't need to pretend you're somebody else for forty eight hours yep. to be that person. Her sureness and her ability to Confidence. speak her mind. Yep. I just am like, we should all, deep down inside, want to be a little bit like Kathleen Turner. Oh, for sure. And I will say that I think in the Me Too era, um, that you know, you I can you can see how people would maybe use the B word to describe her because she's, she's a woman a bitch. who knows what she's, she's she-
2: been called a bitch many. I'm many sure. Times. Yeah. But she's
1: just a woman who know if she were a man talking like this, nobody would think anything of it. yeah, she walks into a room, she knows what she wants, she knows how to do it, but she's also kind of a caring person, and she's very
2: kind well, and she you know, my God, back in the eighties, I'm just looking through her list of films. I mean, they mm-hmm. were some of like my favorite movies from that era the uh Romancing the Stone movies, mm-hmm. remember Romancing the Stone, Jewel of the Nile, and then of course um uh, God, everything, body heat.
1: Okay, really quick, two things. First of all, of the I was oh, telling so that story cool. with Martin Scorsese. It wasn't, it was Francis Ford Coppola. Sorry okay. about that. But she did tell a story about the, um, not Romancing the Stone, what was the Jewel of the Nile, uh, that they were trying to cut some corners and they let go the regular, the, the person who had written Romancing the Stone and they went with kind of a more fluffy script. Sure. And she had made a deal with Michael Douglas, like she was going to do the second yep. the second film and got the script back and read it and was like, I'm not going to do this. This is crap. Yeah. And went back at him and was like, I'm not doing this movie. Uh, and then they were able to work together to come up with a movie that they both would do that kind of met both of their needs. And again, like Kathleen Turner, go on with your bad self.
2: Yeah, no, she's an amazing actress.
1: She really is just kind of a cool person. So. Uh, seriously if you it's not a long read it's a really short read and it's a conversation with Kathleen Turner that was published on vulture.com and um, I'll be honest like I just hadn't given much thought to her in recent years and then I read this and I thought okay well let's I want more more Kathleen Turner in my life when we come back something that I think uh, maybe we want a little less of uh, we've got more information on Chonus. that is the What's her first name?
2: Priyanka Chopra you, and Nick Jonas. That's their fake relationship. Jonas. We call it Jonas.
1: Jonas. We have more information on Jonas after this on My Talk 1071. Well, we've got more details that lead us to believe that Jonas is a completely fake relationship on The Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and Jonas. Uh, Let's start there.
2: Okay, so Jonas is Priyanka Chopra, Nick Jonas. We believe that this relationship is a total media creation. We have shown multiple examples, but I've got two recent examples. One is this: Priyanka Chopra posts Jim selfie in between sets as she prepares for her wedding to Nick Jonas. Okay, you may say, "Wow, she's getting ready for her wedding." That's yeah, she's fake. pumping
1: the iron.
2: Well, getting um,
1: ready for the wedding.
2: She is in India, okay, and uh, Priyanka Chopra—that is. Mm -hmm. Now, what you need to know about Priyanka Chopra and Holly? Feel free to jump in because you've got this weird Bollywood stuff going on in your in your brain. Priyanka Chopra started from Bollywood. Mm -hmm. She came from Bollywood, right? And she has tried to make a name for herself in. Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And we believe that, frankly, the way to make herself a bigger star in Hollywood is to attach herself to somebody like Nick Jonas. Evidenced by uh, Her
1: engagement to Nick Jonas.
2: Well, Her engagement to Nick Jonas Mm -hmm. shows that she's trying to get bigger roles in Hollywood and make a bigger name for herself. Evidenced by a film that uh, she was recently announced to be a part of called Tinker, Soldier,
1: Spy Ninja, ma- Spy, Tiger, ninja, Tiger, Polar Bear. Yeah.
2: Which we'll talk about in a moment. Anyway, big role for her. Awesome.
1: <laughs> she, if she can memorize the n- title of it, even better.
2: Right. Um, The title's irrelevant. But again, moral of the story is she's trying to make a name for herself in Hollywood, but she comes from Bollywood. So she's going to India. Well, it's very interesting because when she's in India, she's not promoting her relationship with nick jonas in mm. fact she has taken her uh, engagement ring off in india and when she was in the airport she saw the paparazzi coming and she took off her you know flash engagement ring put it in her pocket okay so in india she doesn't necessarily want to be uh They she doesn't want to to um, highlight that relationship. Yes. Holly, do you have any insight or anything you'd like to add in terms of why that would be your.
3: You know, I, I like Hollywood in Bollywood. Uh, relationships are, uh, you know, there's lots of gossip about who's dating who, what's going on. And, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Priyanka Chopra was cast in a movie, uh, a high-profile movie uh, called Barat that was set to start filming soon, starring one of Bollywood's biggest stars, Salman Khan. But hmm, conveniently, she dropped out of that project on the news that she was going to uh, get married to Nick Jonas. So it's just it's interesting how all the timing of all of these things happen.
2: So I feel like she's trying to put her relationship in the background when she's in India to serve whatever media narrative that is. Uh Right. But then when they were in Singapore, uh, she was with Nick Jonas. So on the one hand, she's in India, like all alone. I'm just working on my fitness with no engagement ring. Yep. With no engagement ring yet. Here's a headline. From page six, Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra show PDA in Singapore. So before they get to India, relationship on a high alert. uh, Yeah, all cylinders. In the American media. So this comes from page six. So here's another example of this media narrative that she and Nick Jonas are getting married. So there she is in all her relationship glory uh, photographed in Singapore. So again, it's just so terribly crafted. Yes, you
1: have to pay attention to the details, though, in order to see where, you know, the fine tuning of it.
2: A spy spotted the pair sharing a cocktail at Lavo, Singapore after Jonas's Sunday night concert, holding hands the entire time and whispering in each other's ears. the relationship is out there in the front in the Indian media. That relationship is on the back burner because it doesn't suit whatever narrative she's trying to have over there with her career.
1: This is so fascinating. So she's
2: just like a master manipulator of the media, which I'm not holding her. I'm not saying that's bad or good. It just, that is what it is, but it further proves to me that Chonis itself um, is just it's a, not pure a media thing. creation. It's not an actual You know, relationship.
1: How far do you think they take this thing? That's what I, that's what, that's what always makes me curious is, you know, when, you know, how, yeah, how do they then negotiate what comes next? So do you think they will make it to marriage? Do you think a baby will happen?
2: I mean, I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know, but I'm saying I'm totally. I totally believe it that they could end up getting married, but that doesn't mean that it's legitimate.
1: Right. I'm f- just fascinated by this whole, you know, this part of Hollywood where they have to fabricate relationships to try to boost a career. And I think it's so weird to me. One of the weird things is that Nick Jonas was the chosen one or maybe just the willing one right and if
2: you believe some of the blind items that we've read Nick Jonas has done this before to boost women's careers like having a relationship with Nick Jonas has led to higher visibility and you know people thinking about it It, I mean again his relationship with her has allegedly led to her getting in part getting this role like nobody was talking about Priyanka Chopra in this movie um, Cowboy Ninja Viking which coincidentally has been pulled for the meantime but it has nothing to do with them but because her relationship was so high profile and, you know, she's in the tabloids and people are talking about her, uh-huh. all of a sudden her name comes up in a casting room.
1: Fascinating. Still uh, still hot on the trail of Chonis, Team Cobra. We'll give you updates as they arrive. Uh, when we come back, though, we do have some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags on the Colleen and Bradley show. Stay tuned. We'll tell you who they are today. behaving badly they do it every day they do it so often in fact we've created an entire segment for them on the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071.com everything entertainment colleen lindstrom bradley trainer and lord and lady d-bag
0: presenting lord and lady douchebag of the day
1: Who's your douchebag? Oh, man, this is a frequent flyer, but not one we've talked about recently. I'm giving it to Kanye West. Oh. So um you may know that James Corden had as a guest on his show uh Chris Jenner, the mother-in-law of Kanye West. Yeah. And apparently Chris Jenner asked him why Kanye had never been on Carpool Karaoke, one of his most Famous, well known uh, segments. Yeah, on a absolutely. Show. And James Corden was like, Oh, yeah, no, not for lack of trying. Um, we've wanted him to be on and have scheduled him three times. He's been booked. And uh, one time we were actually rolling up to his house to get the whole thing started. And he uh, texted and he was like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it right now. I'm not in the what? zone for it. We'll just do it another time. His saying no to carpool karaoke after being scheduled three times has cost the James Corden show $45,000. Whoa!
3: So, because
1: think about this when they do that show, and I have seen, um, Like a, or I've heard. I don't remember where we heard him talk about James Corden. Kind of what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, they have to shut down roads. They have all kinds of whole process. It's a huge process. They have to. They have to rehearse.
2: They don't just get in the car. They don't
1: just get in the car and drive around and, like, kick it at the McDonald's. Everything is intricately planned. Mm -hmm. And as a result of this, as a result of Kanye West's last-minute cancellations because he wasn't in the zone, it has cost him and his staff $45,000. I mean, that is... When you commit to something like that, unless you have a virus... (laughs) or some sort of contagious thing that allows you, that makes you have to be real close to the bathroom at all times, I really just feel like you do it. You just suck it up, and you do the dumb thing. If, If you're not in the zone, I don't care. I bet there are days that James Corden shows up for his job, and he's not in the zone, but he still has to go and do his show.
2: Yeah. I just think this is, you know, and I'm sure he's, that is Kanye West, is one of those people who thinks like, That'll just make them want me even more. When in when I fact, hard to get. yeah.
1: By yeah. the way, can I also tell you something really quickly, slightly off topic? I told you that Kris Jenner was a guest on uh, James Corden. Mm-hmm. Have you seen her face recently? Yeah. She's made her face into Kim Kardashian's face.
2: Well, that's all of them, with the exception of Courtney. And it's actually the part, this is what led me to want to watch the new season. And I tried today uh, to watch the first episode. And. Well, my, my uh, TV device wouldn't let me.
1: I think your TV is trying to like save you <laughs> like, from literally, yourself. Literally, it
2: said watch now, and I kept clicking, and it would do nothing. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go watch this comedy That's the television instead. universe
1: telling you, you don't need to do this.
2: Yeah, but I wanted to because she... Well, the first episode is all about how, you know, Courtney is the ugliest one to look at, or the most uninteresting one, according to Kim. They got in an argument, and the whole time... Well, and to say that she's trying to look like Kim Kardashian is not the truth. She's trying to look like the same blow-up doll yeah. that her daughter has turned herself into.
1: They must have just like a family blow-up doll that they're all trying to emulate. That's so weird. Okay, who's your D-bag, Bradley? Your mom!
2: No, what? I love Diane. Rude! Um, Diane would never be a D-bag. This is true. But you know who would be? Who? Peter Murgatroyd.
1: What, why, why are we talking about a Peter Murgatroyd today? You know
2: what a Peter Murgatroyd is? Yeah,
1: she's the dance, one of the dance pros on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and
2: who is she married to? Max Schmalkowski? Maxim Schmalkowski, who never uses soap. What? Yeah, so this was the article that was totally worth uh, reporting on. I would like to give a hat tip (laughs) to Rachel Paula Abramson from Us Weekly or US Weekly. That's what I used to call it. She writes all these articles like Pregnant Jana Kramer. I want sex all the time. Uh, But here's the headline she wrote for today. (laughs) Peter Murgatroyd reveals husband Max Schmerkhansen has, quote, never used soap on his body. I've smelt his armpits. First of all, I've smelt. Smelt is the past tense of smelled or smell. Isn't
3: smelt some kind of fish? I feel like it's like like
2: a little (laughs) fish that you fry up and eat with tartar sauce. I feel
3: like the Brits say smelt.
2: Is she.
1: No, but like, Brick? I think she, you know, wants to be.
2: Okay. Anyway, back to the story. PETA Murgatroyd revealed that her husband, Max, never uses soap. Okay. This, that's just like, I don't know. Do I, did I need to know on a given day that Max Schmurkowski doesn't use soap? Much less the following statement Not only does he not use soap, the Dancing with the Stars pro, that is, PETA Murgatroyd, mm-hmm. finds it oddly. Alluring. Ew! Quote, even after training, he doesn't have BO. I've smelt his armpits. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I have to wear deodorant. He wears a lemon spray under his arms. The 32-year-old confessed to Health Magazine September issue. I'm like, you're a big dude sweating at the gym. He's all like, I don't know. I just never use soap on my body. Then she goes on to say... This fatal line. It's strange, but I find it super sexy. You find it super sexy that your man is unclean? Soap isn't, can I just say something important for people to know? Yeah. Soap isn't just about
1: the smell. No,
2: thank you. It's It's about 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 getting the dirties
1: off of your body. It's
2: about getting rid of the shame on your body. (laughs) It's about getting rid of the disease. Rubbing
1: the shame.
2: The disease and the the pathogens and the nasties.
1: You got to get the nasties off of you. Yeah nobody wants
2: their booty flakes on them I don't care how alluring you think it is no thanks what? no, no
1: like he you're doesn't dirty, use soap you on his, soap his crotch on your dirty body can you imagine what his crotch uh, no. no I'm trying not to thank, you. That's
3: thank not, you
2: that is not good you need to use soap on your yeah, body What is he a rotten crotch water? like what does he just do like sprinkle it around that's what it
3: sounds like flaky
2: The New Zealand native, who shares son shy, 19 months, with 38-year-old DWTS alum, also spilled secrets about their marriage and admitted they occasionally have spats.
1: Probably about his smell.
2: Yeah, about his funky crotch. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry. I just love that, like, and here's the truth. I don't care who you are. When people say they don't smell, they're lying to you. Mm Mm-hmm. They smell mm-hmm. they may not smell themselves, but one of two things is happening. Sure. Maybe if they're not doing jumping jacks, they don't smell super funky. Mm-hmm. Um, So maybe they don't have like super funk. OK, fine. Some people have super funk. When you walk into a room, you're like, whoa, stop. However, the other truth is this. If they don't bathe or wear deodorant and they say they don't stink. People are lying to them. People are not being honest mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Their friends are not being honest with them. People
1: like Peter Murgatroyd are telling them that they find it alluring.
2: Yeah and I guarantee you after like sitting out in the sun, you know all day, I mean like, just I just don't get it. I don't know possible. You. I'm sorry and I know somebody's gonna be like
0: no, my husband doesn't smell or my wife blah. blah, blah.
2: Okay, maybe she doesn't smell like death. But everybody going to smell because everybody has dirt and funk on them.
1: Have I ever told you about the... Why am I so animated? I don't know. But have I ever told you about the one and only Oprah episode that I truly remember? Like, you know, I have vague memories of many Oprah episodes, but there's this one that I cannot... I never forget. She had a panel of people on her stage that allegedly had such a foul body odor (laughs) That they like could not go out in public. Okay. And it was the weirdest episode. It was like boring. Like, Mori
2: Povich. Yes, well, she was Mori Povich. For a hot moment, but this was
1: like after her Mopo days. Like this was sort of when she was starting, it was like at the end of her sensationalized shows and kind of right before she went all live your best life. Okay. Yeah. And so she had this like panel of people who had like a, a funky stank. Super funk. And they didn't know why, right? Like, they were like, no matter how many, with the pretty, like, Oprah music behind them, no matter how many times I shower and wash myself, I can't get rid of the smell. And they were all these four sad people who had, like, lived like shut-ins because they smelled so bad. And there's Oprah moderating this discussion with an entire uh, audience behind her giving horrible oh faces. Oh my god! Were like, they all it like? It smells so bad in here. Yes, oh, that's awesome. And that is that is the Oprah episode that sticks with me. I just the want you to one. If anybody can get their hands on that episode, I would like to watch it again. Thank you. Sorry, but back to Maxim Shmerkovsky. Oh yeah. no, I was letting you just go be with on your, the panel. your stinky Oprah panel stinky op- I'm looking it up.
2: No, I'm uh, just here to tell you that if you try to get me to believe that you love your husband so much and he's so sexy because he doesn't stink, you're lying to me and I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. I don't care how beautiful your man is. He stinks just like everybody else when he's got sweaty crotch.
1: Holly just checked her armpits. No, I'm paranoid. Holly, I get paranoid too thing. when we
2: talk about people smelling smelliness. I will tell like, you. You want one? truth? You stink. No, I'm kidding. You don't stink. People, you have to say that. Nobody in this office stinks. The only person who smells consistently is Steve Patterson, but he smells like cologne because mm-hmm. he wears cologne at a decibel level higher than anybody else mm-hmm. in the building. Mm-hmm. So you can always smell him. Other than that, I don't know that I've ever smelled anyone. Donnie's here, tuna. Here. And then you can smell Donnie's lunch. <laughs> okay, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> um,
1: but those are the only. No, I've never smelled BO ones.
2: on anyone. But um, I there. Yeah, you know what else we should talk about someday? Mm-hmm. We have to go to break. Have we talked about on the show the the armpit detox?
1: Um, no, I don't think we actually haven't. I was wondering if you would bring that up. Uh, we'll tell you about the armpit detox at a different date. I yeah. think we should maybe experiment. I have. With it I first. met
2: someone who claims that that's a real thing and that it actually works, and I am highly skeptical. Okay. Well, maybe we'll have to test it out. Maybe we will.
1: When we come back, though, I've got a pro tip for parents whose kids have a difficult time going to sleep. This might just change your life forever. We'll be back after this on My Talk 107. Oh, uh, y'all, I got a pro tip for parents. Uh, it's a little too late for me, but it might just work for some of you on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk One O seven one. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, okay, so my kids are uh, like 8 and 11 now, Mm -hmm. and maybe uh, some bedtime tricks don't necessarily work for them. Yeah,
2: like... um,
1: Like anything. Yeah. Like I just say go to bed and then they go to bed. We've got that on lock. But when they were younger, trying to convince them that bed was a good thing was kind of tricky. Yeah. And sometimes getting them just to go to bed and stay in bed was tough. Okay. So I found something that would have worked like a charm for us. And I, it's a PSA, really, that I need to share with other parents.
2: Is it like what you do with dogs when you want to get them to go to the kennel? You always put treats in the kennel because then they look forward to going to bed every night?
1: Right. You just put treats in kids' beds? Yeah. No, it's not. That like would be that. a good idea, though. No, it would not be a good Why? idea. A, crumbs in the bed. B, crumbs in the bed. Okay, here's the deal. So Disney has just rolled out their new sleep shop. In their sleep shop, you can get all kinds of things to help your kids go to sleep, like pajamas, et cetera, and you have to pay money for them. But there's a free phone number that you can call, and your child can get a message from their favorite Disney characters. Oh, that's
2: cool. It is
1: kind of cool. And you can put this in your arsenal if you're a parent, and you've got kids that have a Tr- tricky time going to sleep the number is 818777 seven, seven, mickey 1877 seven, and then the number 7 and then you spell out mickey and then you can talk to a number of characters if you press 1 you'll get mickey you if actually you press talk 2 to you them? get Minnie. well they talk to you you oh, don't okay. you know it's recorded okay uh 3 for donald 4 for daisy 5 for goofy now if you want to know like what am i and it's all free if you want to know like what am I getting into? What are they going to say? Uh we tried it. So we called
0: Say Your Prayers.
1: That number. <laughs> and we pressed 6 for Satan. No, I'm just kidding. We pressed 3 and we got Donald Duck and this is what your good night message sounds like from Donald Duck. Oh, okay.
0: Hello, I'm Donald Duck. I'm Donald Duck. I'm done actually went to the And What the is he saying? I'm a i
2: that what? Okay, that was just that- all nonsense.
1: <laughs> Can, we- <laughs> <laughs> Can we play a little of it again? Because that is nonsense. Okay, again, this is Donald Duck trying to I say goodnight to your children. Your
2: children are like, I don't know what he said. <laughs> I don't know
1: who this is. Okay, do it again. Hello, I'm Donald, Donald Duck. Donald- and
4: then we're going to see a Time. and Louie. I'm going to do today. going to the
0: water, and one oh, were to the vegetables. vegetables.
2: Vegetables. And we
0: were to love too. Out, and have a good day tomorrow. Have a good day tomorrow. So I
2: got
3: I the end. God.
1: Bye-bye bye, dumb.
2: This <laughs> what?
1: I this thought he's calling us he
3: dumb. Screwing some Altoids.
2: <laughs> screwing Altoids.
1: <laughs> this is like that game you play when you're outside and you watch the clouds float by, and you're like, "That one I looks know. like an elephant." I think Donald Duck riding is a tangerine. High. <laughs> that is super disturbing. <laughs> okay, well, so better luck to the rest of you in trying to understand that. But thank you. Let's Disney, hope that for Mickey
2: and us- Minnie are a little.
1: Hi, kids.
2: Something like that. I feel
1: like Mickey and Minnie,
2: yeah. I feel
1: like those would be understandable. Hey! And D- Daisy doesn't talk like that. Well, Daisy talks pretty normal, but Donald, oh my gosh. don't.
2: Donald uh, has, has got some laryngitis.
1: All I'm going to say is this. If your child says, I want the goodnight message from Donald, do Duck, Donald Duck, just tell them, steer them somewhere else. Yeah. Like Donald is, you know what? Donald's taking a day off. Let's talk to Mickey instead. Anyway, fun little service. Now, little known fact, Bradley. I've actually met Donald Duck. I've oh. also met Mickey and Minnie really? and Daisy. Wow, and Goofy. Oh, you're so fancy. Kind of big celebrities, right? How
2: much did you have to pay for that experience? Well,
1: I had. to It was a big vacation. A okay. lot of money. It's yeah. a long story. Uh, still oh, good but story. still have the memories. Oh, did,
2: did you? Were they fun? Did you hang out? You
1: know, here's the thing. Actually, uh, they did not meet my expectations. They no? were all a little quiet.
2: Oh, okay. None of them spoke to me. Did you understand what they were saying?
1: No, because they didn't say anything, and that disappointed me. Now, uh, to that end, I'm sure many people have a story about a celebrity that they have met at some point, and when they met them, their expectation was not met.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we've had that experience. I'm sure any time you meet a celebrity... It's going to go one way or the other. You're going to be like, that is exactly who I thought you were going to be, even better than my expectations, or, ooh, that uh, is not what I thought that, that was going to go. What I was thinking, you know, like their, your notion of the celebrity goes from good to bad or bad to good.
1: Exactly. So, uh, because we know there are people out there that have stories like that, uh, who have met celebrities and have probably had their minds changed a little bit about that celebrity. Uh, we're going to talk about that. 651-641-1071 on the other side, uh, of our next break. We'd like to hear from you. We want to hear who the celebrity was. That you met. And then we're, we should guess, I think, before they tell us the story, right, Bradley? Yeah. So
2: you've met a celebrity and it changed your impression of that celebrity. We wanna know the story, but we're gonna guess first. Yes. So we'll say, like, you, you throw out a name, Colleen.
1: Uh, let's see. You met Liberace. Uh, that was a bad example.
2: Okay. So you're, but you would say to me that you met Liberace, and uh-huh. I would say, oh, I bet you your impression went from. Good to bad. Uh-huh. And then you would tell us the story. So
1: Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we want to do. If you met okay, a celebrity, maybe you had an opinion about them to begin with. Uh, and then they changed that opinion. 651 uh, 641 We will tell you, I will tell you that there have been people that I have met and uh, they've been exactly who I thought they were. And it was, you know, kind of a a throwaway experience. But there certainly have been on more than one occasion people who I maybe had a bad impression of. And then I met them and that impression turned to good and vice versa. And boy, our vice versa is a doozy.
2: Yeah. So good good to, to bad is a doozy. Good to bad or bad to good. If you met a celebrity and your impression went from good to bad or it went from bad to good. We're going to do that on the other side of this break, so pick up the phone and call us, and we promise to not talk like Donald Duck, 651-641-1071. You can Hey, by the way, can I just really quickly before we go remind people that the Cat Video Festival is tonight, and you can still get tickets.
1: Oh, yeah, you can walk right on up, yeah. get some tickets, and we'll see you there, we hope, and we will uh, speak in a way, in a clear way, and we will hope to exceed your expectations. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Did you meet a celebrity, and uh, did your impression of that celebrity change? We'll talk about that after this on My
3: Talk one zero seven one.